0: at ca. let's get started
1: after the sabbath as the first light of the new week dawned mary magdalene and the other mary came to keep vigil at the tomb suddenly the earth reeled and rocked under their feet As God's angel came down from heaven and came right up to where they were standing. He rolled back the stone and sat on it. Shafts of lightning blazed from him. His garments shimmered snow white. The guards at the tomb were scared to death. They were so frightened they couldn't move. The angel spoke to the women. There's nothing to fear here. I know you're looking for Jesus, the one they nailed to the cross. He is not here. He was raised just as he said. Come and look at the place where he was placed. Now, go on your way quickly and tell the disciples, He is risen from the dead. He is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. That's the message. The women, deep in wonder and full of joy, lost no time in leaving the tomb. They ran to tell the disciples. Then Jesus met them, stopping them in their tracks. Good morning, he said. They fell to their knees, embraced his feet, and worshipped him. He said, You're holding on to me for dear life. Don't be frightened like that. Go, tell my brothers that they are to go to Galilee, and that I'll meet them there. He is risen. Friends, the agonizing lament of Friday and the aching loss of Saturday breaks into astonishing laughter on Resurrection Sunday. And oh, how we need this laughter. Don't you? I do. Resurrection Sunday, the day we celebrate the Father's utter reversal of evil and death. The day that Jesus split history in two. The day the Holy Spirit shifted the trajectory of the cosmos into a whole new space-time continuum. This day, Jesus rose. Jesus, who died on Friday, lives now for us and for his world. But we know that we still live in a very broken world. A world that is gripped by evil. A world that is marred by sin. A world that is failing to experience all that God desires all that God has planned, all that God wants for it and for us. We feel that. We feel it in the very core of who we are. And we see it everywhere we look. Here in 2021, now experiencing our second Easter weekend under pandemic gathering restrictions, we feel this brokenness. We feel it deeply. This week I talked to a lot of you. I talked to you and I heard your increasing frustration, mounting anger, the crushing despair and hopelessness that many of you are feeling. We feel stuck. I heard from others this week who who just feel like giving up. Maybe giving up trying, giving up caring, giving up trying to keep these health orders, giving up on the church, giving up on other Christians, maybe even a few, giving up even on faith. Because this has felt like one very long Good Friday. I had a hard week myself. I was surprised at how this latest round of restrictions impacted me uh, emotionally. I didn't expect that, actually. I heard from a lot of different people online over the phone who are experiencing this, and I know we're experiencing this in different ways, we have different reactions and thoughts, but I think it's fair to say that we're all struggling. And that's just the COVID stuff. I mean, then you layer on all the rest of it, take into account all the other things that we're wrestling with, mental illness, addictions. Some of us are really in some major family struggles, financial worries. Some of us are facing uh, ongoing health challenges or troubled friendships, or difficult work. I've told you this before, but I want you to hear it again. Every day I pray for you. I pray for you who are part of the Erickson Covenant Church. I I pray for you who are just exploring faith. I pray for you as just a community member of this valley. I pray that God will meet us in our place of need, that the Holy Spirit will empower us by His grace, that we'll be given His insight and His compassion and His grit so that we can endure, so that we can grow, so that our faith can deepen and our love can expand, even as we struggle. Which is why, on this day, we need to very deliberately look at that bloody cross, the bloody cross of Friday, and then shift our gaze to this empty tomb and to see with fresh eyes our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Will you look with me today at that empty tomb? Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we do look upon your bloody cross and then shift our gaze to your empty tomb. And I pray that as we do, you would turn our lament into laughter. May the joy of what you have done for us penetrate our weary souls. Amen. You know, I sat with this story all week, the story of, these women showing up at the tomb. These women at these at the dawn's light, coming early to keep vigil, to take care of the body of Christ. All four gospel accounts. Matthew, the one I just read from, but then Mark and Luke and John. All four. They all tell us the very same thing, that the first people to show up at the tomb, the first people to receive the news that Jesus had been risen from the dead, the first people to then meet Jesus in the flesh were women. Each gospel account gives us its own sort of angle on the who and the how and the what, but all speak with one voice, unequivocally, no doubt about it, the women were there first. Wondering at the tomb and then worshiping Jesus and then witnessing to others about his resurrection. You know, I had a big part of the message for this week fully written, ready to go. You Where know, I was going to draw out all, the, all of the old culture stuff and the history and the ancient Jewish as well as Greek and Roman cultural bias against women. Uh, they weren't considered reliable, and, and, and they wouldn't, weren't able to testify in court in the same way as men, and all, all the ways that they weren't reliable witnesses, and yet the amazing truth that they were chosen by Jesus, by this angel, they were the ones who first received the news of Jesus' resurrection, were sent as his witnesses. And that's all true. You're welcome to dig into that. It's a lot of fun. It's an amazing testimony of how Jesus elevates women On the most important day of his life, he chose women as his first apostles. It's it's a great, you know, my, my message was awesome. <laughs> my theme was how <laughs> unlikely these witnesses were and how unlikely we are. I like to say it's a really great sermon because you'll probably never hear it, but, you know, I, I at least wore the T-shirt that I planned to preach in. Can you read it? It says, women preaching the good news since 8033. <laughs> Because this is true. These accounts all feature these women. But after all the conversations I had over the last few weeks and culminating this week in person and online and on the phone, as I myself was processing my own struggles and emotions in this ongoing health crisis, I honestly just felt I needed to share something different, something a little more From the heart, I guess. And so, just this morning, I rewrote the whole thing. Friends, along with these women, I feel an invitation, and I want to extend this invitation to you, that we would travel with these women for just a few moments, that we would come to that tomb, the empty tomb, that we would come into this garden on this day of resurrection, and that you and I, like them, would have an opportunity to respond to the risen Lord Jesus. These women lead us to respond to the resurrection of Jesus in at least three ways. First, they responded with wonder. Wonder at this news. I like how Eugene captures it in the message which I read. They left Deep in wonder and full of joy. Well, no kidding. I mean, think. They came to the tomb that morning not to find an empty tomb, friends. They came, in this case, they were came to just kind of watch, keep vigil. The other accounts tell us that they came with spices. They came to take care of the body of Christ. They came to show their love and their adoration and their loyalty to a man that had walked with them and talked with them and shared the love of God with them and healed them and cast demons out of them and had changed their lives and yet now he was dead. And they came to show love to his body (laughs) and discovered that no body was there. That's a lot to wonder at. I mean, I don't, I, I, I can't, I can't. I tried. I tried to think, what would that have been like to have shown up there that morning, to have seen what happened in front of them, to discover that the body of Jesus was gone. Wonder doesn't quite capture it, but it is there, full of wonder, full of joy. They wondered at this news. It is so far beyond what they expected. They weren't looking for this. Nobody was. And now, the tomb is empty. An angel is there. They're being given this incredible news that he is not here. He has been raised just as he said. Their response of wonder invites us to wonder as well. I don't know where you're at in faith. I I don't know if you're, you know, watching this online service with a few friends or or, or family or, or, or maybe you were invited by a friend and you're watching from the privacy of your own living room and maybe you're not a person of faith. Maybe you aren't sure about Jesus. Or perhaps you are a person who has followed Jesus for a long time, but you have forgotten, perhaps, or have become a little bit, well, wonder has somehow escaped you. The first invitation of these women is to wonder at what God has done through Jesus. To wonder at this reversal. To wonder against all expectation Jesus Rose, they saw him die in a way that none of us would ever want to witness. They saw the awful crucifixion. They saw the blood that was spilled. They saw the mess that they made of him before he died, and then he died. Friends, wonder, wonder at the news of what God has done in Christ is the first invitation for us. We are invited to wonder. And I want to, I want to invite you to consider today, but also specifically these next few days after Easter as an invitation into wonder. You know, we're under a lot of restrictions right now, but there's no restriction on wonder. There's no restriction on wondering and, and looking with amazement, filled with joy at what God has done through Jesus Christ. And so, The invitation these women give to us to wonder is being extended to you today. Will you wonder? Here's a really practical thing you can do. Take a walk today. Take a walk tomorrow. Take a walk this week, specifically walking in wonder. Walk and look up around you. Look for signs of new life. Here we are in spring, right? The grass is actually starting to turn green. Things are starting to grow again. The birds are all over the trees. The signs of spring are everywhere. Take a walk with wonder and begin to look for the signs of life coming out of the ground. Wonder at it. Wonder at those signs. Wonder at the newness that's coming, emerging from the cold ground, because that is exactly what happened here on this Resurrection Sunday, that out of the cold, hard ground, Resurrection Life came, and it is worth wondering about. These women extend an invitation to you and to me to wonder. Wherever we're at in our journey, I often want to remind people, there were no believers who showed up at the tomb that morning. None of these women were believers in the resurrection until they saw what God had done. So wherever you're at in faith, you can come today and wonder at this story. Wonder at the empty tomb. But they didn't have to wonder long, did they? They were told to go to witness, which we'll get to in a moment. But first, as they they were leaving, they ran into somebody. They ran into someone they weren't expecting. They ran into Jesus himself. When they realized who he was, they fell and worshipped. They grabbed a hold of him. They didn't want to let go. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? They had gone there prepared to dress his bloody, lifeless body with spices to prepare him for burial. What they discover is a living, breathing Vibrant, strong, healthy man. It's unbelievable. And all they can do is fall before him and worship, hanging on to him. It's a beautiful scene. Friends, they invite us as well. From wonder to worship. To take this opportunity here on Resurrection Sunday and in the week ahead, to actually worship Jesus the risen Christ to realize that when he rose again from the dead he did that for you and for me he did that because he knows how stuck we are he knows that we are still in a world that is bloody and evil where we are still struggling in the core of who we are and around us with with a world that is marred by sin and things aren't quite right he knows it and when he rose again from the dead he did it to change all of that and when we realize what he has done for us, we can worship. We can respond with worship. Just like there's no restriction on wonder, <laughs> there's no restriction on worship either. And you know, there's so many ways we can do this. There, there's ways that we can worship verbally verbally ways that we can turn our minds and attentions to the goodness and the love of God, to the character of Jesus. We can just p- express that to Him as we realize who He is and what He has done for us. But also, I know, music is a powerful way. Today, even as we have gathered online, to hear the music, to sing along, to, to praise Him, and to, 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 to call out to the resurrecting King who's resurrecting us, that is all worship. And privately, we can do that as well. You know, a little while ago, uh, Carrie Morris sent me a, a video just through Messenger, saying she was thinking of me and praying for me, and 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 here's here's a and here's a song. And so, um, at the beginning of my prayer time that morning, I just listened to that song reflectively, and it was it was a huge way for me to worship Jesus by listening to a song on my phone and hearing and receiving from the Holy Spirit this invitation to worship Jesus and Friends, you can do that. YouTube's an incredible resource. I mean, just put worship into YouTube and it'll, it'll give you like hours and hours and hours of you to listen and to turn your attention and your mind and your heart away from all of the things that have been dragging you down and, and, and filling your heart with negativity and, and, and always, you know, insisting that things are going wrong, things are going off the tracks. To, to I don't mean we all ignore all those things, but the times where we just lift our eyes to look at Jesus, the risen one, and worship him. It's a really practical thing that you can do, especially in those times where you feel like you are really stuck. You are feeling like giving up. You're feeling the despair, the crushing load. The invitation, as we wonder, is to worship. Hold on to Jesus, hold on to his feet. Remember that he rose again. And that whatever we're struggling with, whatever evil, whatever hopelessness, whatever is going on in our own individual lives or around us, we know that because he rose, this will end too. He will make it right. There will be justice. There will be a solution. There, There will be joy. We can experience some of that now, but there's coming a day when all creation will be renewed, when all death will be gone. And we know that. Because Jesus rose, and so we worship him for that. So that, that's the first two responses. The, the, the women lead us to wonder. They lead us to worship. But then they lead us to witness. Both the angel and then Jesus give the same instructions to these women. right? And this was, this was the part I was talking about. This is where they were given this immense, amazing task of going to tell the disciples, the men of what had actually happened. That these first apostles, apostle just means sent one. These first apostles of the risen Lord Jesus had the name Mary and and Salome and and, 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 um, there was another Mary and and then there was women we didn't even know what their names were. These women were the first apostles of Jesus Christ in his resurrection and they were sent to tell the men. Luke's gospel says that the men didn't believe them because they thought they were just talking nonsense. (laughs) These were the women that Jesus chose as his first witnesses. They're told to go and tell. They're told to go and share. And friends, that leads us to witness as well. Because as we wonder at what God has done in Christ, as we worship the risen Savior Jesus, we can't help but go and tell. We can't help but share that with others. We can't help but witness because this changes everything. The fact that Jesus rolled back the tomb and rolled back death and rolled back evil. The fact that he is standing on his own two feet now, strong and able and living forever for us. Everything has changed because of that. And we have been given this task, along with these women and every other follower of Jesus, to just simply go and point others to the news. Share that news. Tell the story of what you've seen. Tell the story of what you've experienced. Tell the story of what these women experienced so that people can begin to be provoked, so that you can begin to wonder what has happened. This is weird. What's going on here? We're invited to witness to the resurrected Christ Jesus with the way that we live, love, and speak. The way that we tell our story. The way we respond in crisis. Even now, during this weird time, this difficult time for us as a a society, as a culture, as a world, we have an opportunity in this moment to say to people, I follow a risen Christ. And yes, the world's a mess. But Jesus rose. And that is making a huge difference in my life. We can point people to Jesus the way that these women did. Not claiming some superiority, but simply sharing, this is what we saw. This is what we heard. This is what he did. This is who he is. Just like there's no restriction on wonder and no restriction on worship, friends, there's no restriction on witness either. I know I know. it's kind of felt like that at times, but let's be honest here. We have never been restricted in our ability to tell the story of what Jesus has done. We've never been restricted on our ability to speak the name of Christ. We've never been restricted against reaching out to people in whatever ways appropriate in the, within the provincial health order. We've never been restricted in our witness to Jesus. So friends, this is an incredible opportunity, no restriction of witness, we are called, we are led by these women to witness to the risen Christ. Now there's a lot of practical ways we can do that, and I've already mentioned some of them, but I want to challenge you, you know, one of the challenges going on right now is that what people are hearing from each other is often mediated through technology, sometimes just through a screen, we talk to each other, that's awesome, often through social media. And you and I both know that that is a uh, knife that cuts both ways, right? So that uh, there's a lot of negative things going on that's actually harming our witness. But there's also opportunity in there. And so here's my invitation to you. As you are wondering at this new life that you're seeing, and you're letting the things you're seeing point you to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, take a picture of it. Share it out through a story. Uh, begin to look for creative ways to share with friends, family, neighbors, what you're seeing as you wonder and as you worship. Because in many ways, all witness is, is when we wonder and worship and then tell people about it. As we wonder and worship and we share that out, we're witnessing. That's what's happening. We're simply telling people, look what I saw. Look what I heard. Can I tell you a story? Can I share a picture with you? As we wonder and worship, we witness. And that is the invitation that's being given to us today. Friends, I want you to know that I hear the struggle, the ache, the frustration, the difficulty, all the things that are going on right now for us, But more than that, Jesus hears it too. We just came through this long series through Lent about lament. And one of the most central truths to our lament series is this. God hears our cry. Friends, Jesus heard our cry. and He went to the cross to respond to it. But more than that, he didn't stay dead. He rose again from the dead for us. Becoming the ultimate answer to our lament. And so, here on Easter Sunday, our invitation to look from the cross to the tomb, to look with wonder, to worship the risen Christ, and then witness to the world of what he has done. I pray that you'll receive that invitation today, that each one of us will, because Through this, not only is God going to meet us and carry us in the midst of this struggle, but you and I can be part of how God is meeting other people where they're at too, sharing with them the incredible hope, the incredible wonder, the incredible joy of what God has done in Jesus.
0: Thanks for listening in today. We hope you feel encouraged and challenged. If you know someone who would benefit from what you have heard today, please share this podcast. For more information, or if you have questions, you can connect with us through our website, ericsoncovenant.ca. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Erickson Covenant Church.